0: is the world. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here from New Jersey is the world. And we have an interview coming up today. I'm very happy to do my part because I am someone who really believes in the idea of solidarity. And if you know about my life, I happen to be a member of two unions that are on strike right now. Those are the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA and... I'll tell you, I live in a union. I'm in two unions. My wife is in three. Um, they're all entertainment unions. And, and I just want to get this out of the way up top. People hear about the entertainment unions on strike, and there's a very easy dialogue of like, oh, well, these fancy people with their fancy jobs complaining. Uh, and I would argue that it's not like that for the large majority of these people who really consider themselves workers. And I can tell you I've been out on those picket lines. And you know who's coming up to me telling me, don't fold because they're going to come for us next. If you fold, it's Teamsters. You know who else has been out there with us is is IATSE and flight attendants and auto workers and all sorts of people. Because I think when you are in an industry where you do the work and then very <laughs> rich people take the money, you feel connected to people from all sorts of other industries where that is the case. And we cover New Jersey here on the show. We've previously spoken with a Rutgers professor as they went on strike, and we were happy to see things break their way. I'm in a union that's been on strike for over 100 days, but I also know down at Robert Wood Johnson Hospital, there are many workers on strike right now, specifically nurses. And I'm very, very lucky to be joined today by Carol Tanzi, who is one of those nurses, who's going to fill me in on what's going on down there and i will say you know not to be dramatic and people roll their eyes when it's from an entertainment guy but workers of the world unite solidarity forever you guys are out there and this is one small way that i can support the line so i wanted to touch base give you a platform to let us know what's going on and to hear how we can support the nurses at robert wood johnson
1: thank you so much for having me and shining another little spotlight on what is going on and it is literally happening all over america uh, workers rising up. Workers sick of making millionaires richer off of our blood, sweat, and tears. Literally, you know, we're in an industry where it's not just a physical job. It's a mental, emotional. Like we we really give of ourselves and um, are not getting fat from it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's baffling to me. I will say, even I, to a certain degree, get it. Now, I think a lot of the people in the labor movement would agree. Sometimes they mess with the entertainment unions first to take the temperature of how people are going to react against labor in general. And that's a trick they like to play on all of us. But we all tend to talk about that in labor. But when I heard they were messing with nurses, I'm like, I've been to hospitals. Nurses are the infrastructure that makes the whole system run. And I don't think you would find anybody who would argue with that Doctors are spread thin and get pulled in all sorts of directions, and the intake people get you in there. But anyone who's ever been to a hospital, which is all of us at some point, knows at some point nurses are the ones who serve as the bridge between everything else and who are often the people that when you raise a red flag, that's the person you tell, and that's the person who figures out how you, to get you quickest from point A, which is pain or fear or distress, to point B, which is. On the men. So I can't, it, it makes my blood boil that they're coming after the nurses. So, so what exactly is, uh, what are the, I, I've read up on it to a degree. It seems basically that the nurses at RWJ, and let's say this too, RWJ has a very, very good reputation as a hospital. And guess who's a huge part of that? The nurses. So I just want to say, probably to most people, the public face of your interaction with hospitals and the most hands on interactions you're getting is the nurses. So RWGA has the sterling reputation. These are the people who build that reputation. seems to me like most of what you all are saying is, hey, we are overextended as nurses. We need more support. We need more help. We need more finances behind it. And it's baffling to me that that is even a thing anyone would argue with. So, so fill us in on what the basics are of what you all are asking because as always when you read about it it seems to me that i go in the same way that the Rutgers professors it didn't seem like they were asking for anything unreasonable (laughs) i read about what the rwj nurses for are asking for i go if the nurses are overextended let's take that at face value and help them because they help us so fill me in on on what the fight is for and and why the millionaires are digging in their heels on this?
1: Well, they would rather pay a consultant several million dollars to try to figure out what we already know. The biggest problem I would say in nursing is that it has been perceived as a profession that is charitable. Like we're charitable maidens, caring for the downtrodden. But what it really is in reality is... Highly educated and specially trained people who are giving their whole selves to meet the needs of people while the hospital is not giving us what we need to do that the right way we are also licensed by the state of New Jersey to uphold certain standards and legally we're obligated to give fair diligent care and um, be the advocate for these people and any one of us nurses would argue that this is the highest form of advocacy that we were willing to not take a paycheck to walk out, to make, make our point. And the hospital really, I I guarantee you they were hedging their bets that we wouldn't do this because we've long been, uh, in the abusive, abusive relationship with hospitals and doctors. It's mainly just like a power struggle. Um, you know, yes, doctor, yes, doctor. It's kind of been the perception of nurses, but um, this year historically um, a nurse was criminally prosecuted for making a mistake and studies prove that when you're spread too thin, too many patients in a high acuity setting where, you know, we take care, we're level one trauma center. We take care of very sick patients. Um, a mistake is going to happen. And we've been screaming for years not to, um, to shine a light on this, but it's just fallen on deaf ears. So this is, seems extreme, but um, literally nobody was listening. So this is the action we felt like we had to take.
0: As soon as you put it like that, now to me, I can't pretend I'm not biased. I'm on your side. I see a picket line. I go, who are those people? Cause I'm on their side. That's my gut instinct. Yeah. But yeah. that's how the world has made, yeah. trained me to trust this dichotomy whenever you see workers standing up for themselves. But as soon as I hear that, despite any bias, when I go, the nurses aren't, this picket line is not a bunch of people saying pay us more for the sake of paying us more. As soon as you say accidents are going to happen, Patients are going to be at risk. Mistakes will be made if you spread us too thin. And guess what? If we make mistakes, let's all be totally honest about this. If you all make mistakes because you're not getting enough sleep or enough support or because you're being asked to ask too much of you, your attention cannot be everywhere all at once, people die. This is a serious thing. So the fact that they would start crunching numbers on that is really disgusting.
1: It's not me that says it. there's studies, many, many many, many studies. uh nursing practice is based on research. Things that we do in the hospital are based on research that is the we're associated with a large university with Rutgers um, that is the the standard is that we follow study science we let science dictate our care, and for some reason, they just don't want to acknowledge this one part of the science because. It will ultimately end up costing more money. This is not the hospital's effort to negotiate fairly with us. We feel like it's more of an effort to break the union.
0: Mm-hmm. It's uh, Here's another thing that I noticed. Speaking of breaking the union, the types of things that get pulled in situations like these where again, I feel like Jersey's such an interesting state, right? Because you've got ultra wealthy people living elbow to elbow with people on food stamps and that's in every corner of the state. Certainly in a hospital in New Brunswick, you see that yeah. cross section of people coming in from all over. But I think in general, this is a state where people are prone towards remembering their immigrant roots, towards supporting the working class. There's certainly some stretches of the state where the billionaires live and play and, and whatnot. But When you read up on the strike, there's two things that come out pretty quickly that are are being passed around. And one comes from the hospital's direction where they're saying there was a contract agreed to by union leadership that the membership voted down. So I want to hear more about that. And that's a thing for them. Definitely. That's a thing for them to put out there as a PR point of, hey, we had a thing and they're being unreasonable. I want to hear the real truth on that. But then I also want to put out a thing there just so people can see both. Another thing you can quickly find out is that... And this should enrage a lot of New Jersey. This is a New Jersey-themed podcast, and there's a lot of people out there, whether you're in a union or not, they are employing nurses that they're bringing in with a phrase that's pretty nasty in the union world, but which a lot of us would call scabs. And they are paying those scabs, from what I've read, $300 an hour.
1: Plus housing them, feeding them, and giving them better ratios than we've ever had.
0: So if they can give them housing, food, and $300 an hour in the short term, I am with you. And if you can afford that, that is a spiteful move. That's an F you to your union. It's insulting. That yeah. is union breaking. All they're trying to do is break the union. I know. Because if they can pay scabs $300 an hour plus a hotel room in New Brunswick in perpetuity, they can afford whatever your union is asking for and they clearly don't want to. So I want you to speak to that, which I'm sure makes your blood boil. I also want to get the real truth on this contract that was voted down because that's the PR point they love to push.
1: I want to I wanna address that one first. So negotiations... From the point of the executive board, I'm not on the negotiating committee, I'm a member, but um, we're, we have a very open relationship. Our leadership tells us everything, everything is very transparent. And um, it was contentious. It was contentious, they said. And the hospital put an offer that they said they weren't willing to go any better. That was basically like as best as we were gonna get. So although our leadership said, Hey, I'll bring it back. I'll, I'll give it to the people. We don't think this is great, but if this is as far as you're going to go, I'll bring it back. And it got voted down. So, so when you're not willing to get anything else or negotiate anymore, then what's the point of sitting in the room? Let's bring it back to the members. So that's what they did. It wasn't something that the um, executive board agreed on. It was just that the hospital wasn't willing to go anymore. So why sit around?
0: It's uh, infuriating. And then for, you know, it's very, very easy for them to turn around and make their version of that story. Well, the nurses shot down a thing that was unreasonable. Yeah. And then when you hear that the negotiation itself was sort of a non-starter and you were being asked to settle for less out of the gate due to their obstinance, that's the real story.
1: Sett- settled out of, for, for so much less. It's, it's almost insulting what we're asking for and they wouldn't give it to us. Like, we haven't had a cost of living, you know, fair market raise in years. Bernie Sanders just recently endorsed us, and he outlined it beautifully in his letter. Point by point, all of the reasons why we're where we are right now. It, it, it was so beautifully written that I, I wish I wrote it. Um, we feel that the hospital is being disingenuous because they're, you know, trying to put out a narrative that paints us as greedy we do deserve a fair raise. We do deserve um, cost of living, living wages, but um, that's not our main focus. Our main focus is getting um, concrete, enforceable nurse to patient ratios so that we can deliver the care that is deserved and expected by our patients and their families. We built this hospital. This reputation is us. We're here 25 years. 30 years. These administrators are here one or two years, collect their millions and are on their way. There's no million before my salary.
0: It's funny. And I do want to go to that for you and say as well, You know, anybody out there who would say these people are greedy for wanting wage increases, we've all been in this state in recent years, especially in the past few years. We've all seen what's happened to housing prices as they shoot Mm. up. We've all seen- groceries gas. and gas and the basic things that you need to live to feed your family to get back and forth to the hospital insurance yeah. all of it is going up for all of us so yes if a contract's getting renegotiated <laughs> by a union it, we, that union needs to reflect all of that stuff and that's not greed that's reality which yes. leads to a question that i think every union asks because like you said even in the press you don't tend to see you know the writers guild and screen actors guild those are actors and 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 names that people so that gets a lot of press but then you start to realize no it's also the ups drivers at the same time you start to realize it's the longshoremen on the west coast who who, who shut down for days when they want to support certain political issues you start to yeah read about all these things where's that for us and you start to realize this is workers everywhere and even the mainstream press is not totally down with the idea of connecting us all into one big fight right now. But what all unions ask in these moments that I'm sure you all ask is, well if the money can't go towards you all having better ratios for the protection of your patients, where is the money going? Do you have a sense of where this money is getting hoovered up to?
1: You're so funny. You're going to make me say it, right? (laughs) Hey, it's up to you.
0: Listen, if you want, if you want to name names, name names. If you're like, let's be, let's not, let's not. But if it is, I mean, out-
1: I, I really feel like the reason we're getting such lukewarm, um, neutral statements from our governor and legislators, it's because Robert Wood Johnson is a multi-billion-dollar mega healthcare industry. Words which shouldn't even be in the same sentence. Um, they hold a lot of power in the state. Uh, When you have that many hospitals that you're controlling, um, donations are given to campaigns. Um, The local news um, radio station is uh, Robert Wood Johnson um, 101.5. It's the Robert Wood Johnson Studios. Um, How can you have a fair playing field when... The story can't get out there, or can't be represented in a fair, a fair light.
0: I mean, it's also illustrative to me. And I don't want to paint the Johnson family themselves. I don't know that any of them are.
1: No, I don't think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's that issue. There, it's a whole thing now. A whole foundation of um, millionaires slash billionaires making these decisions. It's all very interconnected. All very. I don't know. I always want to say incestuous
0: it's grim it's dystopian it's harm it's it's disheartening but i'll say too uh, even though i know that they are not hands-on the ones messing with nurses like we are also looking at the same family that led to such immense wealth that the family this hospital is named after owns nfl franchises now like this was a big money we all know that we all know the legacy of this family in this state and we all know the amount of money that this company generated and that The people making these calls right now, it's clear to me-
1: They have no skin in the game. No skin in the game.
0: They don't have any skin in healthcare or keeping these patients. They have skin in the, this this to them- Keeping the money. Yeah. And a lot of these executives in all of these industries, whether it's entertainment, whether it's trucking, whether it's hospitals, they treat it like their own personal casino where they put in some money to try to get more out. And all the workers are saying is not even give us all that money, just- Before you start playing that game, just slice up the pool so we can keep the scam going. All you want is enough money to keep their scam going. Let us keep this a good hospital with a sterling reputation where the nurses feel like they can keep it running. And then take the rest of the profits and play your weird little money games. But just give us enough to survive. We literally don't
1: feel like they are fair to the workers inside our building because we are really all one family. It's not, it's not cliche when we say it, when they call us family, it's not true. (laughs) It's not a fair sentiment, but when we call each other, the nurses, the uh, patient care technicians, respiratory therapists, blood draw people, office people, we, we really are the family. We have each other's back. We're the ones who go through the trauma. We are the ones who were there um, during COVID. We didn't, we didn't work from home. We didn't get that luxury of having two years to stay with our families and put a couple hours in on the computer and call it a day. Um, We literally were in the midst of it and um, not not feeling any love. They asked us to do a lot as far as um, personal protective equipment like that whole debacle in the beginning. And um, when they weren't sure what was going on and and now kind of. That's all forgotten. Now it's just kind of shut up and take what we're willing to give you. And and after 25 years, I mean, and the face of healthcare, what's going on? Just do more and more and more, less, less, less with no consideration to us or our patients. We're just not willing to do it anymore. And what it takes to, to become a new nurse. I mean, these poor students were in nursing school during Covid, So they didn't get actual patient experience. They did a lot of lab work or, you know, uh, classroom work. So now they're coming to the hospital and they need real people to raise them up, to help them through the difficult situations they're going to encounter. That is how you make a good nurse. When you have a nurse mentor to guide you through these very difficult times that you didn't get to see in a book or you could never imagine would be as stressful from what you read in a book. Someone not breathing, and you're the one responsible to get them breathing again, or or even someone who's just so frustrated in pain, that's a very stressful situation when you know that it's your responsibility now to handle that. I work with pediatrics. There's nothing more agonizing than seeing a child in pain and the mother's frustration while I'm trying to get an order from a doctor, trying to get the medication out of the two-check person, fingerprint, machine that I have to you know, get it out of. It's, it's really, a, really a stressful job that I don't think anyone really realizes what goes into it. It's just, we've done it for so long without complaining that it's just kind of assumed that it's going to continue that way. Um, we've asked administrators time and time again, walk a day with us, not take your, my, my president likes to say, not take your kids to work day, but take an administrator to work day. Never happens. Never happens. Um, they're not healthcare people, they're business people, they're attorneys, whatever their background is, but um, it's not caring for people. It's definitely not caring for people.
0: It's really, the more you talk, the more I just go, there's certain professions that you give them what they ask for. And nurses are right up there with teachers as far as why do we make it so impossible for the people who do the things in the service of others to get what they ask for? And why are those two unions that are consistently just maligned and painted as selfish? When you go, if there's two types of people in this world who I would say are not selfish, it's people who want to help the sick and it's people who want to help children. And yet, children, right? these are two unions that every time they speak up, Get painted with the selfish brush when, by definition, I, they are the least selfish among us.
1: I literally can't help but wonder if it's because it's primarily female. I mean, I know in the years it's shifted, but primarily, that's still two professions that are largely made up of females. And by nature, we're moms, you know, you're painted into that brush where you're not allowed to ask for anything for yourself. And I do think it attracts a certain type of personality that. Um, gets preyed upon by administration. Like literally during COVID, you couldn't have, on any given day, not even just during COVID, you can't, there's nothing you can ask a nurse that they'll say no to. There literally isn't. Just think of the range of things that we do. Like they don't know the limit to to giving. The joke I always say is, yes, it's okay to ask me for, um, I'm on a little podcast It's okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. It's okay. <laughs> Um, that
0: was a door here. You and I are getting like real worked <laughs> up and having our like, well, she union knows solidarity. I'm having a terrible day,
1: a terrible day, a terrible day today. My, uh, I felt very depressed over what's been going on and she was graciously trying to help me get lifted out of it today.
0: I imagine that was your daughter who just came in and gave you a little,
1: no, she's not my daughter. She is, uh, Who's that? I would be happy to have her as my daughter though. She is one of our union people. She came Look from the that. international to try to, uh, you know, get things going again, like keep things going and answer questions. I mean, I'm a nurse. I'm not a, a union activist. I'm just learning as I get scraped up along the way. So today I was feeling I pretty know. scraped up. So she was coming in to swoop in and and support me.
0: I'm with you. It's also fun when you say, when you mention, you know, traditionally uh, female driven job forces that get painted with the stop being greedy brush. Yeah. But in an era where it feels like, you know, organized labor has shrunk percentage wise of the workforce, but it's starting to feel very active again. And you look and you go, oh, one of the major rabble rousers on the Teamsters, famously right now, female, look it up. Yeah. Yeah. One of the unions that causes the most dissonance when it's time for it flight attendants. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not just messing <laughs> with unionists. They seem to be messing with an increasingly feminized oh union movement, which is just, and I just want to say this to the, to the billionaires and the millionaires out there is, um, I don't get, because listen, I'll just speak frankly. We've all seen situations where someone has crossed a line with a nurse. We've all seen what happens when you talk smack to a nurse. Nurses will be your the angels that help you through it. Or if you want to cause trouble, they don't have time. Why would you ever mess with seventeen hundred of them at once? What are these people thinking?
1: You know what is abominable to me as well is that we we will we have been bush like taken so much crap over all these years. We literally do not fight back, but we. We've been pushed to that point. This is the point. And yeah. now there's no way we're going back in there unless we have a good contract. There's no way we're going back in there.
0: And I'll just reiterate, for anyone who doubts that this money exists, Yeah. to me, as soon as you can realize- Well, if they have the money to bring in people from out of state or from farther away in the state, who knows where these scabs are coming from? And I'll call them scabs because I'm a union member myself. When you have people crossing the picket line and they get a hotel room in New Brunswick, we've all seen what those rates are at the Heldrich, everybody. Yeah, the Heldrich, yep. You can look that up. It is a place. We all know what it costs to go out for meals in New Brunswick these days, everybody, let alone $300 and hour.
1: And they're overstaffed.
0: So this, (laughs) this means they have the money. It means they have the money. They're just trying to break a union now so that they can mess with them even more in the future. And I just,
1: and don't forget Robert Wood Johnson, the precedent is going to be set here. The precedent, whatever happens at our hospital, there's 30, it's, it's a huge monopoly that Robert Wood Johnson, there's only three, um, Three groups in, in New Jersey that has sucked up all the healthcare. It's Atlantic Health, um, Hackensack Meridian, and Robert Wood Johnson. Um, they they're each have their piece of the pie. And trust me, every single person is watching us. It kind of blows my mind that other hospitals have not been out here to support us because whatever we bled, whatever blood we leave here is going to benefit them. So it kind of, you know.
0: Of course. I mean, if, I, I'd have to imagine, A, that should be happening. B, I want to ask you moving forward how the rest of us can be spreading word on it, and, and but I also have to imagine, if anything, I would have to imagine that if there's any excuse, it's that they're equally overworked and overtaxed and unable to find more hours in their day And
1: scared.: Yeah,
0: and scared for their own jobs
1: we, we, We're so intimidated, we're so intimidated by having someone um, retaliate or try to um, you know, create something that is going to make your life harder. Like our lives are already hard. So people literally have just been putting their head down. But I think the fact that, um, it's well publicized. The last CEO of, um, Robert Wood Johnson made over $16 million. Um, I guarantee you any patient, if you ask me or, or ask them if they want me to take care of them or, Mr. Ostrowski, I'm guaranteeing it's not going to be Mr. Ostrowski.
0: (laughs) And I also sit here and I I look at those numbers and I go, again, not as someone who's obviously very ready to throw rocks at millionaires right now, because I'm into unions, but thinking reasonably, being reasonable. I sit here and I go, so somebody makes $16 million a year. If that person made, let's say, $12 million a year, they'd still be making A million dollars a month. Yeah. And I'm sure that $4 million towards what you're asking for could cover up a lot of the holes in the ship. It's things like that of, can you make a million dollars a month instead of one point something? The the fact
1: that I've invested 25 years of my soul into this place and the level of respect, it's just, I don't even know how to sum it up. I literally don't even know how to sum it up. It's not doing anything for relations of, you know, um, working in, <laughs> of, of getting back to the family dinner. It's not going anywhere towards building that relationship back. I, I I literally, I never realized what the term gaslighting meant. And I am fully aware of what it means now. I'm fully aware of what it means now.
0: That's a very, that that might be... In in, a, in an interview where there's been a series of moments where I'm just like, man, that might be the saddest thing you've said yet. And I hate...
1: Oh, I could... Listen, I, the way I'm feeling today, I could expound on that a million times. If, if you take the temperature, all this, this is serving to do is make us feel more determined that we have to stick this fight out until... Yeah. Even if our knuckles are dragging bloody, we are not going to go back in there until it's good because... We're already set up now. We're rolling. We have our benefits come. Like we have everything. The machine is set up. If they think they're going to keep us out that long, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. It's it's going to get seen through.
0: Well, you're a united workforce of just under 2000 people from what I've read. It sounds like you are not going anywhere. I do want to know, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. I want to know if you have felt the support from the world at large, because I know on my end, we have, we felt the AFL CIO show up. We yeah. felt the Teamsters show up for us. I know that there was the Starbucks day of action where the WGA went. I was out marching at the Starbucks in Morristown yeah. on behalf of the Starbucks workers. Are you feeling that love? And if not, how can we help spread word on how to make that happen? Do you need more people on the line making noise? All the Do you time. need donations? The are there emergency need- funds? What are, what's out there?
1: We have a United Steelworkers' Workers' Defense Strike and Defense Fund. We have, um, you know, they'll keep maintaining the line is very tricky. We definitely need bodies. We have felt the love, um, not from politicians, but from the community. Uh, this community, the local towns, the support has been amazing. Um, the local businesses donating food. It's been unbelievable. But what we really need is um, support from other unions, people on the line. Yeah, that that gives us such a – I would love to see 50 Teamsters roll up here. I would love to see that.
0: Oh, when those Teamsters – they haven't shown up yet, huh? No, and that's not, no. That's not me trying to disparage the Teamsters because the Teamsters will show up when it when they're asked. Yeah. When they show up, the game changes in a strike environment.
1: Yeah, I, wa- I, wa- I want to see that. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for some – I want to see, see some muscle because for some reason s- – 1,700 people who are primarily mothers and as myself, the aging population of nurses, we don't look that threatening anymore. It's not the same optic.
0: I would rather if I had to get into an (laughs) an argument with a teamster or a nurse, I Uh, pick teamster every time. Are you kidding me? And I hardly know you. At least a teamster will just hit me in the head with a pipe and knock (laughs) me out and put me out of my misery. A nurse Uh, has my life in her hands for a 12-hour shift. The oh. 16-hour shift, the way they push you guys sometimes. Um, we're not
1: vindictive, though. We're so no, compassionate. No, of course. Yeah, I we're say so it compassionate.
0: Well, listen, I'm going, to, um, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. that I hope people hear this. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to be in touch with you and the people who helped organize us meeting to see if there's any way I can rally our listenership. Ruckers has li- been
1: unbelievable. Those Rutgers kids, I keep oh, calling them kids. So I can't even say their mothers must be so proud of them. These kids are organized. They're passionate. They're tireless. I, I, I am so energized by the future of what this country is going to be when these kids get there. They're, they're changing this world. They really are. I, I couldn't have been more inspired. These, these kids that have come here to, to the line to help us. Rutgers Bookstore Kids. I keep saying kids, young adults, Um, um, my friend Jacob.
0: But you're saying kids with that spirit that I love, that like musician, punk rockers will say the Uh, kids. You're not saying kids to demean them for being young. You're saying kids to say they have this vital, youthful energy that doesn't quit.
1: Hope and And energy and brains. And yeah, I'm I'm blown away by these guys, blown away by them. And Jacob, I don't know. Jacob is the one who connected us. I, I don't even know He's, he's amazing. And I, I have a feeling we're always going always gonna to be in touch, always.
0: Well, I just want you to know that I'm happy to help spread word. I'm going to actually follow up with Jacob and see what more I can be doing. I'm going to get this out here pronto. We're recording this on Thursday, August 24th. I think I want to go ahead and put it out ASAP. I want to see if maybe some of our listeners want to get down there, whether that's to march alongside you or if there's people with small businesses out there who want to Make sure you guys are well fed and taken care of, and those small measures of support. And most of all, I do think there's something really eye opening to be saying, Because listen, I know for a fact we've interviewed some New Jersey politicians on this show. I know that there. Is, I'm not trying to be cocky when I say our show is a small but mighty show, and the staffs of a lot of New Jersey politicians listen to this show to hear if their bosses are mentioned. And I just want to say that it. It sounds like the things you need are other unions to show up, which I hope happens. It sounds like you could use some local politicians with some pull to show up. And I would just put out there too, it doesn't even sound like you need someone to get up there and say that Robert Wood Johnson is the boogeyman or the bad guy. But it does sound like maybe someone with local pull on a political level could say, clearly these negotiations need to happen in good faith and we need to get all sides back at the table in good faith. Let's do it for real and get the conversation going. And that's something that I imagine a crafty politician locally could pull off and not burn any bridges and with the skill of a politician might be able to at least expedite wherever this is going. So I've got your back. I'm going to see what I can do personally. I'm going to see what this fan base can do. I'm going to see whatever we can do, whether it's spreading word through the podcast, whether it's showing up, it's just the fact that they're messing with nurses, it breaks my heart. And to hear that they're bringing in scabs who are crossing your picket line, and those people are getting 300 bucks an hour, plus a hotel room and food every night, they have the money. So we got to see what we can do to compel these people to do the right thing. And if you are just learning of this, now you know. Hopefully you can find ways to support, and everybody out there, support unions. And even if you're someone who can't find it in you to support unions, support nurses. When was the last time you were sick or someone you loved was sick? They were the ones there helping. So this one's a no-brainer. Let's all put our heads together, do what we can. Carol, thank you for this conversation. This was uh, the beginning of that, hopefully it helps in some way. And, and this is not the end of it. I'm going to be thinking and getting active and trying to do even more because it's unforgivable. Thank you so much for talking to me, Carol Tansy, much love to all the nurses out there on the line at RWJ. So happy to hear that the Rutgers student body is stepping up, makes me proud to be an alumni and, um, can't wait to see if even more, of these forces in New Jersey can mobilize to help because these people out there are good people, hardworking people who do the right thing for others. They need our help. So let's all put our heads together and figure out how to help. This was kind of an intense one, but a good one. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D., and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.